Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Gaming. My name is Miles Large. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to talk about Bayonetta 2. As always, we're going to talk about games we've been playing recently. Um, I've been playing Bayonetta 2, I just beat it, and uh, also I've been playing the uh, Wii U port of The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. I think it's a pretty cool game. It's my first time, well I guess not really my first time, but it's probably going to be my first time completing a Zelda game because I tried Link to the Past and that was uh, pretty hard. Uh-huh. And so I didn't, haven't beaten it yet or I haven't really gotten back to it, but... Um, I've been playing Wind Waker, and I really like it. And uh, one of the things that really stands out for me is the art style. It's really, uh, it really pops, and it uh, looks really good in this HD remake. Yeah, once you beat uh, Wind Waker, you should definitely probably play, I don't know, Ocarina of Time, maybe. Yeah, I know that's one that people like a lot. That yeah. one in Majora's Mask. Yeah. It doesn't really matter where you play them in. Yeah. Play them in, but I think it'd be cool to, you know, mm-hmm. see what you, you think about that. And we'll probably do a podcast episode on that. <laughs> seen as it's a you know famous influential game yeah Let's see what have i been playing uh i just started back into my replaying of uh phoenix Wright dual destinies the other day oh really yeah since i was playing uh virtue's last reward for like i don't know a month or two or something mm-hmm. like i every time i see my 3ds i'm like hey i'm not doing anything i'll, I'll continue on my playthrough of virtue's last reward and then yeah. like i'll start to grab it and then be like oh wait i already beat the game yeah and so it's like, hmm, is there anything on my 3DS I want to play? And I'm like, hmm, oh yeah, I started uh, a playthrough of Dual Destinies. So I was like, eh, I'll continue it. Mm. So I, I only played it a little bit. Uh, like I said, I had already started to play through. I'm on the third case right now. Uh, just got to like the first uh, trial day. Uh, but I, So I'll probably be playing that and end up beating it soonish. It was another thing kind of like with 999 Virtues Last Forward with the new game coming out. I kind of wanted to refresh myself. Though the new Phoenix Wright's not coming out till September. I don't think we have a specific day, but I don't know. We'll see when, when I beat Dual Destinies. So now on to our main topic, Bayonetta 2. Um, since we're going to be talking about the whole game, uh, we'll probably spoil things. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, go ahead and play the game first. It's a really short game. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going yeah, to give an estimate, but I was like, crap, uh, I don't even know. 12 like, hours? I was going to say With 10, the cutscenes? But yeah, like, yeah something, like, something like that. You could beat it. Spending extra hours doing this stupid-ass Musabalheim yeah. levels. You've, I completely butchered that word. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> you probably beat it in, like, a day or two. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm, I'm sure I beat it in, like, two days. Yeah. So, yeah. So go play it if you haven't played it. Go ahead and play it anyways if you... Even if you... Have played it. You know, have played it. Go or, play it again. Or go, you know... Even if you don't care about the spoilers, then go ahead and play it anyways, because it's a good game. So the first uh, category we have is gameplay. Yeah. The gameplay basically works the same as the first Bayonetta. We talked about that in our earlier podcast, but I'll, you know, go over it a little bit again. Um, yeah. Basically, it just works as a hack and slash game with some added features. Like um, when you dodge at the very last minute, it triggers witch time, which is a which slows down time and allows you to, you know, beat up your enemies while time slow down. It mm. gives you a short period of time. The quicker... The to the attack that you dodge, the more time you get. Yeah, the more last minute that you dodge. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I didn't know how to like phrase yeah. that. So if if they're gonna attack you and the hit's gonna connect in like one second, you know, you dodge, you'll get you know however much time. Yeah. But if you dodge and the attack's gonna hit you in point two seconds, then you'll get more time. Yeah. To, to attack, which is pretty cool. Other than that, uh, Bayonetta has some like 
other cool moves called Wicked Weaves, and those those are like she summons uh, like giant fists and stiletto heels with her hair, and like you know she uses that to beat up her enemies. So that's cool. A new feature that's been added in this game that wasn't in the last game is the Umbran Climax, which is basically um, once you fill your magic meter, you can um, hit R or is it L? L. You hit L. Sorry, don't know my lefts and rights. You hit L and you can uh, trigger. uh, You can use your Wicked Weave moves during that section, and then the finishing move of that will be like one of the monsters that she summons will like, you know, do a like last final attack, which will take off more health. It's kind of cool. As I've talked to you about, like, it almost seems, not necessarily underpowered, but, like, you do it and you think it's going to be, like, super OP. And, like, on normal enemies, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. But, like, when you're fighting a boss, like, it does just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. However, the thing that does help you is basically uh, you can, like, not necessarily stun lock the bosses, but, like, they're probably not going to be able to get a hit on you while you're doing these big attacks. So even if you're not doing that much more damage, it's just nice, like... If you're low on health and, you know, or they're almost dead and it's like, I don't want to, like, dodge their attacks or whatever. It's like, okay, just mash X and you'll, you know, yeah, you can do that exactly. a little, little bit left. Yeah, it's it's super uh, it's super helpful for that. And also another thing, uh, it, uh, it allows you to attack from long range without having to use your shitty guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's right. So if there's, like, a stupid flying boss that's, like, always away or, you know, off the stage or something, you can still potentially hit them. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Another thing, I guess, wouldn't necessarily say, like, I mean, it is a new thing, but it's, like, not that prominent, is you, there's a, there's a level where you get to play in a mech suit. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's funny, because you, you play the, you play the prologue in it, right? Or, like, you see it in the prologue or something, mm-hmm. and, like, you think, you, or at least when I was doing the prologue, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be, like, a, like, half the levels are going to be, like, normal Bayonetta stages, and the other half are, like, going to be a mech suit. It's like, no, it's just one level. And, like, that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't mind. It's just, you know, another way to, you know, spice up the gameplay as Bayonetta likes to do with, you know, their, like, driving stages and mm-hmm. flying stages. And and, space Harrier stages. Yeah, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, just mix up the gameplay a little bit. From playing the prologue, I thought they were going to be, like, major, like, yeah. plot development and, like, you know, gameplay elements. It's like, no, nah, it's just one stage. That's funny. And then I, I guess there is that one, uh, what are they called? Artifacts? No. What, I don't know what the fuck they're called, but you can buy it and then you can like summon one. You can summon. Oh, it's uh, accessories. Accessories, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like one if you know your magic meter's full, you can click what is it, X and A and you can summon a mech. For like 10 seconds. Yeah, and it's like that's cool, <laughs> I guess, but yeah. So I thought it was going to play a bigger part, but it didn't, but it's still cool. That's kind of funny. Uh, it's funny that you say that because like after after playing as the mech suit in the prologue, I was like, oh, that's cool, and I completely forgot about it yeah. until the level where you play as it, and I was like, oh, like I totally forgot about this. And it's funny because like thinking about it now, like if I were to see the mech suit in the prologue, I would think you got to play at least like maybe twice yeah. in the game, at least twice. I mean, you get one level, so that's cool. Yeah. Like if you count the prologue too, but like I mean, I, I think I did forget about it until I saw it again. When I first played it, though, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is probably going to be like a prominent thing. Yeah, prominent yeah. thing in the game. And it's like, oh, no, not not really. <laughs> also, they, they fixed our two complaints about the first game. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, when you use items, it doesn't count as uh, like half a death or a full death, you know, depending on the item. Yeah, so I barely got any stone awards this time. I got like maybe one uh-huh. that I couldn't think of, which is awesome because like, cause like I said in the, last, in the last podcast about Bayonetta, like through that game is all stone awards yeah i think one time i got like a good one like a bronze or something but it's just terrible um and then they also there's no cutscene quick time quick time events yeah like there are 
like quick time events in the cutscenes, but they're like the normal quick time events where you you know mash a button yeah, or like to twirl like the stick do or something. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not like you know, first of all, it won't insta- instantly kill you. Yeah. And second of all, like it's just like you know the normal gameplay, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean the part part of the reason why I stopped playing uh, the first Bayonetta after starting it is because there was some stupid quick time event like during the middle of a boss fight or like something, yeah. and like I swear to God I was clicking that I think it was a jump one. You just had to click like yeah. B to jump. And it would appear, and I click it, and then like you'd miss it. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. This, and the bayonetta would like you know fall and die or get yeah. smushed or whatever. And it's just it's when she's on the falling like clock tower thing. Clock tower thing. Yeah, yeah. I I know I died at that one. And it's just like what I I was getting like frustrated with that thing because I swear to God I was hitting mm-hmm. the fucking button. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so they they took out like pretty much my two like major complaints about the first game. So yeah, I definitely think the second one's better than the first yeah definitely um they those two complaints are also my complaints so i'm, I'm glad that they are not in the second game so, something i actually do want to uh, commend the game on which was i guess not really kind of a complaint about the first game and or observation slash complaint about the first game is i felt the enemies were really samey in the first game because really? like you had like the angels and like there were different variations mm-hmm. but other than like the annoying guys with the claws like mm-hmm. the two variations of yeah. that i felt like all the enemies were pretty just like pretty much all just like copy and paste oh make this guy oh, bigger yeah. okay make, yeah. I, I you know kind of feel that, give him yeah. maybe a different weapon or something but like they all visually look the same mm-hmm. but like i feel like in this game they they diversified the enemies like a lot more yeah especially since you're fighting like angels and demons mm-hmm. That's and so true. like I, I feel like there was a lot more like enemy variety yeah still not like a super bunch but yeah. compared to the first game I, I think there was a a bigger enemy variety yeah that's true yeah especially because they you uh, fight the demons also yeah definitely so they came there's like i guess it's just more in the first game like since they're all angels they all have like that white color palette and it's just like mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of boring after a while you know yeah that's true so so yeah in the second game since you fighting angels and demons you know you, you get at least a little bit of a of a mix between the two mm-hmm. um i fucking hate those shotgun guys <laughs> oh my god yeah like my first run into them was the stupid trial thing whose name i can't remember yeah Mus- yeah you tried pronouncing it earlier yeah, something like that if it, it i just have to see the word yeah because like i don't know how the hell it's spelled but if i see the word i think i, I, I yeah, can say like, it yeah yeah so it was one of those trial things and it was uh oh is you have to kill the enemies to uh to get more time on your timer or whatever before it runs out and oh my goodness i spent like half an hour on that damn thing i hate those shotgun guys oh my goodness yeah they're when they're especially when there's two of them and they make like a cross of a like they're both gonna shoot and oh my goodness oh yeah those guys are terrible it's funny because like you were over here at my house yeah where i was playing it and you were talking about the shotgun guys i'm like i don't think i've encountered those guys yet and then immediately like i went to go i went to like some like platform that yeah, was like off like, the not secret but like yeah but yeah. it was like off the main path yeah and like i went on the platform and it triggered a battle and i was like oh i didn't mean to do that but like whatever because i thought there was something over there and then those shotgun guys appeared i'm like oh yeah these guys are pretty annoying freaking assholes yeah. um also every like trial thing that i i found i think i did i don't think there's one that i i skipped which is funny because in like the first game like i didn't do any like extra crap Oh, indeed. In the first game, I thought they were harder. At least, because the first one I encountered... I, I didn't play any of them in the first yeah. one. Like... The first one I encountered in the first game was, like, you had to beat all the enemies with a certain number of punches and kicks. You yeah. couldn't go over. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is impossible. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to, like, 
try it. Were these? Is it set up like the second game where there's portals and levels to find to do these, or is yeah. it in the next room? I never fucking saw these things. I found like two, maybe. Like okay, because like I never saw yeah, these things. I didn't find a lot. Okay, I was gonna say because like in the second game, like I know I did miss a couple because when I was watching you play, yeah. you, you did like one or two that I was like, oh crap, I didn't yeah. find those. But yeah, in the first game, like I didn't find any of these things. Yeah. I was like, was I not looking or I don't know? But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I only found one or two. But like any any one I encountered, I was like, this is completely like hard and I, it's impossible. Like, I want to try them now. This. Yeah, they're probably garbage, but they, they probably they are. It's funny because going back to what you were talking about about the angels and how like you think the like the color palette's the same and the first or yeah. maybe even both. Well, the first yeah. one mostly. I mean, it, the first game tries to change it up, like I said, with like the. Uh, the um the claw guys because they're like fire and lightning or whatever so like yeah. they have a little bit of color in them but it's like mostly just white yeah um it's funny that you say that because um there's a uh, there's a game grumps episode where they're playing bayonetta and uh john describes them as a wretched good and it's funny because i like or f- at least from a design standpoint more than like a color standpoint yeah, yeah but like from a design standpoint i really like like that description of them uh-huh. because like they are angels, and, like, you know, they have the angelic qualities of, like, yeah. the wings, and, like, you know, they're all in white yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. but they're, like, wretched-looking, and then yeah. also kind of creepy, because they're, like, they have, like, the faces, like, the yeah, blank yeah, yeah. expression faces on, like, a lot of them, which is, like, you know, really cool. I mean, yeah, no, that is cool. I enjoy it, but, yeah, it's just, like, okay, I've seen, like, the same color palette this whole entire Yeah. Game. I have to say, like, my favorite enemy out of, like, both the games is, like, one of the beginning bosses in Bayonetta 2 whose face is, like, on his sword. Like, that's so fucking cool. Like, I don't know why, but just, like, that one guy, I'm like, dude, this guy's so dope. Yeah. It's, like, an easy boss battle. Uh-huh. But, like, his his face being, like, on the hilt of his sword, I mean, like, that, that's dope. That's cool. <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. Yeah, that is pretty cool, honestly. At first, I was like, this guy looks like, he's, like, stupid looking. But then at the <laughs> same time, I'm like, well, he's actually kind of cool. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I really like that guy's design. Yeah. Now, the story in this game, I actually understood Oh yeah, that's as great. opposed to the first game, where like at the end, like like I understood just from like a I've watched stories or anime or video games or you know read stories, so like I understood like the basic concepts of what was going on just because like you know pretty pretty stock like yeah. plot like oh main character has you know some amnesia power thing or oh, something okay. that like you know like the bad guy wants to like steal yeah. from them or whatever. That's so right. like yeah. So, like, even though, like, the first three-fourths of the game, I was just like, I don't know, what, the, what am I even, like, looking, doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why is Bayonetta traveling around the world? Like, yeah. I didn't know that for the fucking, yeah. like, the longest well, dude, time. It's order. so confusing. But so, so this game, like, very beginning, you understand what your goals are, you understand what's going on, yeah. what you're doing. It isn't until, like, the end-ish where, like, things start getting a little confusing, but it's pretty, pretty easy to piece together by just, you know, thinking about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say... I mean, the story wasn't, like, amazing or anything, but definitely better than the first one. The story was, you know, fine for, you know, a video game that's not trying to have, like, a super deep story. And yeah. Like I said, I definitely actually enjoyed what was going on as opposed to the first game where I enjoyed the cutscenes just because they're, like, over the top and, like, mm-hmm. ridiculous, but it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the story in this game, too. Yeah, you definitely do know what's happening at all times, which is pretty nice. Um, except for, like, yeah, there's a weird part in the ending. You just have to, like, either watch it again or just, like, think about it a little bit. And then it pretty much makes sense. And then, yeah, it, it's interesting how it ties into the first game, which is pretty cool. Yeah, the story isn't really, like, amazing or anything. Mostly, I guess, because, like, you know, the gameplay comes first over anything for yeah. Bayonetta. The, the gameplay's, I mean, the, the story's just, 
an excuse to be to you know have different levels yeah, like basically exactly. like yeah to which move is, from place to place yeah which is fine um yeah. it's fine knowing what happened in the first one like i'd been reading about it and like you know going on the bayonetta wiki and having watching uh watched the animated movie mm-hmm. which actually explains it very well like i said earlier i think the story for the first bayonetta is a little more interesting but i definitely do appreciate the second story more just because like it actually like tells you what's going on and stuff besides you know other than being like stock and vague like the first one yeah so like it really uh i think it it's really good in that regard so i didn't think the uh the ending boss was as cool as the first game mm-hmm. just because like you know the first game you, know, you fight father balder which is you know pretty cool fight yeah um but then you know you fight freaking giant jubileus neon genesis evangelion thing <laughs> uh plummeting towards the sun or whatever yeah and so it was, it was just like really i don't know epic or whatever yeah and in the second game like you just fight aesir yeah is that his name yeah lopter lopter aesir well he becomes aesir he becomes aesir yeah. okay so you, you see you fight that guy and it was a good fight it actually pissed me off and i came close to dying actually oh really so so it was a good fight but yeah it wasn't wasn't like as like amazing or mind-blowing as as the first game's end boss yeah after you beat it or whatever and father balder like absorbs like the evil or whatever mm-hmm. then gets sent back in time like i was just sitting there i was like i was like literally what it is it's like oh because <laughs> it was it was kind of not confusing i guess but it was just like why is father balder not an asshole yeah like, exactly yeah. like i realized is, he was taken from like funny. the past into the yeah. future so like i don't know maybe hundreds of years just made him an asshole but like yeah. you know it's just kind of like huh you don't seem like an asshole and it's like oh because he's not an asshole yet yeah totally oh yeah i thought the ending was pretty interesting too especially in that regard because yeah you're playing through the game and it's funny because you actually encounter him multiple times throughout the game and he doesn't seem like a bad guy i mean he you do fight him yeah and it's like okay you know like sometimes he's annoying as like an enemy yeah. but like oh, his, like, his fights are actually really cool yeah they are pretty too. cool but as far as like a character like he's you know he seems pretty like decent and like his motives are clearly like explained and stuff and it's like okay all makes sense so like yeah why is he not like you know an asshole or anything yeah but it's like oh he absorbs he's not an evil. asshole yeah yeah it's like oh that actually makes a lot of sense and like that's actually really cool that they tied that in another thing that you said earlier and how the ending of this game wasn't as epic as the first bayonetta it's funny because i was actually thinking that as well it's so like in the first bayonetta i think it's super cool how it's like the building, the like biggest building on that island, whatever it is, the Ithaval building maybe, but it transforms into like a rocket that like shoots up into space, and I'm like, uh-huh. oh my god, this is crazy! And then you're Jean riding on the motorcycle on the rocket. Yeah, it's like wow, this is cool. And then you're fighting like God herself, like the creator of all things, and it's just like this is so epic. And then like at the end of it all, you hurtle her into the sun. Yeah, and so it's like this is like you know like as epic as it can get. And then like this one, it's like not like you know nearly as epic it was still cool don't get me wrong but it was like you know it's like okay he's a god but and you know you get to fight him but i don't think it was as epic as the first bayonetta i mean it's fine yeah but it's still you know because I, I remember when i when i beat the game like what last month or something yeah and i was messaging you about it or i was like okay i think i beat the game but probably not there's probably another boss mm-hmm. like i kept waiting 
but then like the cutscene was really getting to like I'm pro. Oh, I think it's over. Like yeah, because I, I, I was expecting some crazy shit to happen. Yeah, exactly. Some yeah. giant monstrosity fight. The yeah. the whole Earth is a freaking demon or something. Yeah, stupid or something that like that. Interesting. And I if Bayonetta three happens, like that would be cool. <laughs> the whole Earth is like yeah. a demon. But uh, yeah, so it wasn't as like grand as the ending to the first game. Yeah. Or you know what would be even cooler than the Earth? The moon. The moon? Yeah. Just because, you know, the whole moon theme. Of yeah, Canada. that's true. I do have to say that there was a underused amount of uh, Luca in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. He, he was kind of replaced his sidekick status with um, Yugi. You, oh, yeah. I was going to call him Yugi. Loki. Sorry, his name Loki. is Loki. Yeah. Uh, Yugi. Like, he's still in here a little bit, and he like he kind of appears at the end to be like a deus ex machina to like save the kid or something yeah is even like huh you never know when he's gonna appear or whatever it's like all right guys come on but yeah like he just kind of like appears ever ever so slightly in the story at random parts to like be comic relief a little bit Mm -hmm. but yeah he he didn't appear in the game as much as i uh i kind of wanted him to yeah again not that i'm like really playing banner for the story like it's not that big yeah but just like i don't know i liked bayonet and his uh you know back and forth yeah back and forth like banter yeah in the in the first game and like when when they do interact it's still there but like they don't interact enough in the second game i think yeah i'll agree with that too because like in the first game i do like seeing their back and forth a lot and because they're basically the only characters in the game like that you're, yeah they're, really they're, you're focused around except for you know Ceresa and uh Ceresa, who's just like oh she's a five-year-old who says yeah, mommy yeah and then um john who appears at random times yeah and will fight you but um <laughs> other than that it's just like yeah and so it's, you know it's always it was cool to see the back and forth between them in the first game that yeah it didn't happen so much in this game um yeah the back and forth was more between her and uh loki loki yeah uh, yugi <laughs> um he has the freaking millennium puzzle <laughs> and uses cards but uh but yeah, it was more between them, but it, it kind of got annoying after a while because it was basically like, little one, be quiet, love. Yeah. Little one, yeah. love. Little yeah, one, exactly, love. Yeah. Uh, and they never call each other. after. It's funny, after they like exchange names and they never call each other by their names ever again. <laughs> yeah. Their banter was still good, though, but uh, it's just like, you, you got to build it up again because like, it's a new character instead yeah. of like, with uh, Luca, you could just, you know, start yeah. from where you were at the first game. But, exactly, uh, yeah. It's fine. It's not that big a deal. Like yeah. I said, I'm not playing Bayonetta for the story. Yeah, that's true. Also, Luca looks like a tremendous douchebag. Oh, he does. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's, like, trying to be, like, a cowboy or something. But, like, there's no Western thing going on in the game. So, yeah. like, but so I, like, I don't know what it's up with the hat and, like, what he's wearing. It's like, why are you a cowboy? I'm confused. <laughs> it's funny. I don't remember what you said, what you called him when he first appeared in the game while I was playing it. But I was like, why does he look like Johnny Depp? Oh, what did I call him? I don't even remember now. I did have like a you did have a yeah like a name for him or something. Other than he looked like a douchebag. Yeah, but but you did call him. Johnny I was Depp. like, why does he look like Johnny? You called him Johnny Depp. It's like he does look like Johnny yeah. Depp. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. Ceresa in the first game was kind of annoying. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like it, it's funny because like she, there were there were moments where it's like oh yeah like you know Bayonetta's not her typical like witty self and she's actually like caring for the kids so yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like weird to see a different side of Bayonetta which is cool but you didn't really get that with the second game with with um, Loki uh-huh. it's just like they're like annoyed at each other like constantly yeah and it's just like like with Loki like I'm annoyed at him constantly because like he's yeah. dressed like a douchebag too <laughs> like his dreadlocks are like irk me so much <laughs> yeah he is annoying like uh I know I've said this description to you but they took they took yugi with like the money puzzle and the cards and stuff yeah and they fused him with the annoying ass kid in mm. rising metal gear rising uh, yeah. george george is the name freaking oh my god and they slammed them together yeah and that's what they got some like 
randomly ethnic kid yeah who's just freaking has an accent and talking to him though his accent is not as annoying as in rising yeah that's true but like uh he's st- yeah he's still a annoying douche yeah most of the time so throughout most of the games bayonetta's uh her typical you know witty self and she always you know makes these like witty comments about yeah. things and stuff quips. like that quips and yeah exactly thank you you know in this game you have jean you know, you're saving Jean because her soul got taken to the underworld or however it works. Yeah. There's that moment when she uh, she puts the watch on her chest and she's like, you know, like, wake up. It's time to go. Like, we have to go or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like this moment of like, oh, my God, like she actually yeah. cares about Jean. And yeah. like, it's like she's actually this more compassionate character than, you know, she led on to be, uh-huh. which is actually like, you know, an interesting moment. I kind of like that. Until she wakes up and then she and goes back like, to making quips. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's fine. Everything's did, fine. Did you need a uh, wake-up kiss or something? Yeah, or something garbage yeah like she did say something. She did say that. So as far as music goes, um, basically it's just as good as the first game. I uh, I like the uh, the remix of, what is it, Moon River. The same, you know, dancey, uh, upbeat music returns for the battles. It's funny because I was reading something about it and uh, apparently the quality is higher. The quality of the music is mm. higher. You know, they basically just did everything in the first game and made it, you know, better. Well, maybe not better, but they made it, you know, as good. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I feel like it. the soundtrack perfectly fits just as the, it did with the first game. I have basically the same opinion of the music I had in the first game, which it's good and it fits the game. But, like, I couldn't sing you any of the songs right now. Yeah, except I, for I've, the Moon River. I was going to say, yeah. except I freaking love... The Moon River song in this. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but, like, you get in a fight and it starts playing, and it's just like, this is... It's like, yes. This is awesome. I want this song in every game yeah. for every battle. Exactly. Not really, but, like, <laughs> it's a really good song. And like, Yeah, it is pretty good. So that one stand out to me. But, yeah, all the other songs, like, they fit. Mm-hmm. Like, they work for the game. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I'm like, this is terrible, but... Yeah. I do actually like the part um, where you go back in time to 500 years ago in uh-huh. Vigrid. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you've seen Vigrid in the first game. Yeah. And you're going back to the uh, to it but 500 years ago. Yeah. And it's funny, or it's cool to, to hear the old music in in this game when you're playing those parts, uh-huh. which is kind of cool. See, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. And, like, when you were playing and you said it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But, like, I didn't even notice because, as I said, like, I couldn't tell you the songs in Bayonetta one or two. Yeah, there's a there's a couple. They fit, but yeah. like it's it's weird because there's a couple standout ones for me in Bayonetta one as opposed to Bayonetta two. Like the only one that really stands out is the Moon River remix. All right, well, thank you for listening. As always, you can subscribe to our RSS feed on iTunes as well as Google Play Music. You can also subscribe to YouTube.com/slash/MilesLargeTV and follow us at LTG Podcast. Thank you for listening. Okay, thanks for listening. The version of Moon River plays in the credits, like a actual recorded version back in the '60s, and it's a it's a famous version by Andy Williams. You know what? Cut that. Just forget it. Never mind. I was just gonna be like, I really like that version, but you know, screw it. That has to go at the end as a blooper. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Do it. I don't care. I really just cut it. Just, just <laughs> cut it. Just cut it. Oh God. 
Uh, but those take work, though. That's why I don't do them. So that's why I'm always like, oh, I should make bloopers. And it's just like, ah, then I gotta, like, cut things and move them at the end. It's like, that's not fun. 